a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop the press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! Everyone's favorite Lutheran distraction, this is Table Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. Uh, Pastor Wolfen, we got some praise songs to crunch today. Hey, that's my favorite game. Really? Okay, good. Uh, what about uh, Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hymns? That's my second favorite. <laughs> right behind Praise Song Cruncher. Uh, well, that's the lineup, uh, but first we're going to do some emails and some theological buzzwords. <laughs> hey, how was your vacation Email. last week? Yeah, good. How did it go finding the... I, you, I heard that you had this uh, Dr. Pekincher uh, applying for the guest host position, but he didn't really want it. That's true. He, uh, We had to bribe him to come on. I had some dirt on Dr. Pekincher. I said, if you don't if you don't come on Table Dog Radio, I'm going to... I blackmailed him, so... <laughs> i got to listen to the whole thing. I'm sure it was fantastic. I, I think uh, for our d- dear listeners, you should know all the things that Evan has to put up with, including me calling him. As I'm driving on vacation saying, hey, did I tell you I'm going out of town this week? <laughs> Whoops. And and that's just the, the least of it. <laughs> the, the least of the things I have to put up with. Yeah, that's a, that's when you start rejoicing. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I'm like, great, have a nice trip. <laughs> talk to, he's gone. Talk to you in a month. <laughs> no, wait, wait. The vacation's only a week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear your. Uh, see, I'm sure you've been just thinking about a good buzzword all this time. Oh yeah, then. meditating, meditating as I click through the random articles on the Theopedia page. <laughs> let's Look at this, he- Gary Habermas. This is not a very um, uh, uh, flattering picture of Gary Habermas that the guys on Theopedia have up there. I don't even know uh, who that is. Anyway, uh, I got a buzzword, and it is resurrection. Ooh, nice. Now, are you allowed uh, to say that word in Lent? Oh, yeah. Look, I don't go for all this. You know, you can't say, uh, <laughs> I'm against this. Oh, 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 did I say this last time? Did I already say this when we recorded before? That I, you know, the, those guys on the God Whispers who I have this pretend competition with, nobody even else even knows about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have their, um, they have their Bacon Monday. Oh, yes. Which yeah. I thought, I hope, brother. Uh, we, we come up with something better than that. I thought Table Talk Radio, you know, we're on the cutting edge. We should come up with something fantastically new and creative, a new tradition during Lent uh, that can be just ours. We can own it. and People can have this, you know, identity. We're, we have a Table Talk Radio piety. And so I came up with a, a, a cutting edge new idea for Lent practice. You know what it is? What? Leftover Bacon Tuesday. <laughs> 
<laughs> they'll, they'll have to. Watch out, God whispers. <laughs> you got nothing on us. They'll have to ship out their leftover bacon from California. It won't be good, good by the time it gets here. Um, anyway, I, by the resurrection way, is. Uh, oh, do you, you have something else? Yeah, I was just going to say it? that uh, I'm especially excited that we don't broadcast in the same location because it's Lent. Are you doing your Lenten beard again? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Lenten, Lenten beard is uh, is in full force. <laughs> okay. I look That's like awesome. Leo the Great. <laughs> I had to go to a wedding the other day. Carrie said, "Trim that thing. You look like uh, you look like you're some sort of old uh, pioneer uh, gold miner or something." What's the guy? Uh, uh, I don't know, lumberjack yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, resurrection means here's the definition of resurrection. Death is the uh, the unnatural dividing of body and soul. Resurrection is the reuniting of body and soul together. So when Jesus is resurrected, his soul and body are rejoined. And at the end of time, when the Lord comes, there will be the resurrection of all flesh. That means believers and unbelievers alike, their souls, will be reunited with their bodies. And we will have our bodies and souls together into the eternal state. There is, of course, the resurrection to death, the resurrection to judgment of the unbeliever, and then the resurrection to life of the believer that Jesus talks about in John. Uh, But that is the definition of resurrection. Good. And my theological buzzword for you is uh, a repeat. I think we, I'm sure we've had this before, but uh, the, the word is justification. Hey. Uh, and justification is uh, being made right before God. Um, and this is done um, by, by Christ's act uh, that, that is done outside of us. But uh, in faith, uh, we stand before God and he sees us as right and just. Awesome. That's what I say about that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what we got in the mailbag. Uh, if you want to send us a comment or question, you can do so by sending it to questions at tabletalkradio.org or by calling our voicemail system 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-SOLA. This one comes from Jonathan. Jonathan says, should missionaries tithe, give offerings, etc.? The reason I ask is because we are a missionary family who thoroughly enjoys giving. Our organization has recently restructured things to where our support level literally has us counting pennies in order to pay for our expenses. We had already been cutting corners and living frugally before this change. We don't want to cut our giving, but what does one do when groceries, health insurance premiums, rent, etc.? Stare him in the face. So what do you think, Pastor? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you already told me before this. Well, this is the thing. I, I think what, what at least needs to be said uh, is that uh, the tithe being a a, uh, a 10% law is a is a Old Testament requirement that is that is a, a ceremonial law that is fulfilled in Christ. Or um, uh, maybe not a ceremonial law, but, the, but one of the, the, the uh, Israelite political laws. So we... So, so we we make this, this distinction between the three kinds of laws, uh, those two, and then the moral law. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, in the New Testament, it is good for Christians to uh, to give proportionally, to, to to have proportional giving. So maybe uh, it doesn't have to be ten percent. It might be fifteen percent, yeah, or five percent, or one percent. Um, so I would say uh, yes, it would be good for the for missionaries to continue giving but but to make that proportion as as small as it needs to be but uh i wouldn't i wouldn't think it would be a good idea to cut it out altogether um 
But I mean, if I, I mean, I, I guess I would say if you can, if it comes down between putting food on the table uh, and 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 giving offering, then then I guess I would say put food on the table. Yes, I think that's right. This, this is a. I, I'm always, um, you know, a lot of guys know this stuff, and I, I don't. I'm. You're exactly right in what you said, in in that the New Testament offering is is not a legalistic sort of thing. Uh, it's it's to be given with joy. It's it given in response to the fact that we know that the Lord Jesus has given us everything, but He's also given us vocations in which we ought to be responsible, etc. Uh, so that to care for our families is a good work. It's not a. It's not as if um, uh, we're doing something wicked when we when we tend to our families and this sort of thing. There's a line somewhere though, and this is the tricky thing for me. There's a line somewhere in the amount that we give, the amount that we spend on our families, the amount that we use to serve our neighbor, etc. I mean, the, the the money that we spend on our family is serving our neighbor. But there's a line somewhere where you you um, kind of move from what is good to what's extravagant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I don't know and I do not know where that line is. I don't even know how to judge it. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I continually think about that. Sort well, of thing. no, yeah, I think that, but the, the, there is a, a question of need. So you know, as we talk about in the catechism under the table of duties, that the um, the uh, the preacher of the gospel should receive his uh, living from the gospel. And so uh, here we have two needs. Uh, your children need to be clothed and fed, uh, and your your the church needs to pay the bills, and the, the pastor needs to uh, have a living too. Um, and so I think the question is, you now where's the need? Uh, it might be that that uh, the family's doing uh, okay right now, and the, and the church uh, needs um, you know the the sidewalk to be redone or something like that. Uh, and yeah. so I think there's analysis of need going on here too. Yeah, it's it is slightly then more complicated too when say this missionary is tithing to his own missionary organization mm-hmm. and so the money's just kind of recycling, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like you're uh, like say that say your the, the pastor's salary is like 50% of the church budget. Well then the pastor is giving his, you know, 100 bucks uh in the week to the church and then 50 of it actually comes back to him. It's kind of a strange thing, but I guess it's just the way it is. Yep. I don't know. If, if some of our listeners have reflected on this, I, I, I really appreciate your uh, insight, Evan. If, and if some listeners have reflected on this a little bit as well and they want to add their uh, bit to the conversation, then they can email us back. And yeah. We'll, uh, I mean, I remember I remember uh, um, my pastor always said that uh, when, when you consider your giving, uh, consider where it is that you receive the gospel. Uh, and so hopefully, hopefully that'll be at your church. And if it's not at your church, you should maybe find a new church. Right, that's um, right. But there's but there's other avenues which you receive the gospel. Uh, uh, I mean, whether you know it be Table Talk Radio or uh, you know some of these other fine radio programs, or maybe some of the publications that you receive in the mail. Um, you know, if they're non-profit organizations which are asking for donations, that's something to consider when when we uh, consider where our money goes. That we want to support yeah. the preaching of the gospel. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, after this, we're going to be getting you some praise song crunching. So you don't want to miss this break. Uh, and then uh, we'll be right back uh, after this break. So give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, if you have any questions. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio. Your stunned silence is very reassuring. Hey, pastors, is that all up too plain? Does a cassock and surplus leave you feeling like you're an Anglican priest? Affordable Chausables is here to spice up your liturgical garments and meet all of your Chausable needs. Affordable Chausables make men's Chausables and stoles custom to your specifications. For order in, ordering information, visit affordablechausables.webstarts.com. Affordablechausables.webstarts.com. And here's a bit of pastoral advice. If you get the Chausables a gift, then when people say, Hey, Pastor, how come you're dressed like the Pope? You can say, It was a gift. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I have a is, uh, a, is that a standardized praise song segment bump now? You I know, we've done praise like song it. so much that I'm running out of song. I never thought I would. The uh, praise song cruncher is like the easiest game to find uh, bumper music for because so many songs talk about feelings and all that stuff. Uh, but I think we've played it so much, I'm finally starting to run out. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, the praise song cruncher is, uh, what is our table talk radio bread and butter? It's true. Our, our cash cow, if you will, minus the cash. <laughs> and the cow. <laughs> but never mind. Well, before we get into some praise song crunching, I do want to tell you about a uh, special event on Table Talk Radio. Uh, this is going to take place March or excuse me, March, May 15th. All right, uh, I'm, hold on, I'm taking notes. Okay, May 15th. May, May 15th. That's, uh, what day is that? That's uh, Sunday night. Sunday. Uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Sunday. So I, th- I appreciate you converting it to Mountain Time, so you're I don't welcome. have to do any work. Yeah, if you're in the Eastern Time, it'd be 8 o'clock. If you're in, you know, Central, 7, and, you know, Pacific, time. Okay. 5. Okay, uh, and, and we're going to have a live radio debate. And uh, this, this is, is going to be cool. This, this is, is gonna be this really debate cool. is going to be on the topic: Did Jesus rise from the dead? And uh, the debaters are uh, Dr. David Scare of Concordia Theological Seminary and Dr. Robert Price, a fellow for the Jesus Seminar and author of books such as "The Case Against the Case for Christ: Jesus Is Dead." I can't believe that the title. Like. <laughs> the case <laughs> the, against the case for the Christ. reason-driven life. Uh, these kinds of things. Uh, so this is going to take this, place. I mean, the Jesus seminar guy. This is no slouch. This is fantastic that you got that you got uh, Robert Price in there. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, he's very uh, he was willing to do it, and so this is going to take place uh, May fifteenth. It's a Sunday night. For, it's a two hour debate. Um, so it'll be from six to eight Mountain Time, and you'll be able to listen to that on tabletalkradio.org. Um, also, there is going to be twenty minutes of whose website is that? Table. Talk. You should. Maybe know that. <laughs> search, Sorry, 20 search, minutes. Search through your history. You'll find it. <laughs> and there'll be 20 minutes of a uh, question and answer where the the listening audience can call in with and pose questions to either Dr. Scare or Dr. Price. So uh, May 15th at tabletalkradio.org. All right. Uh, that's that's that that is really cool, Evan. I'm 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 very excited about this. I can tell you're are you going to call in with a question. I think I might. I'm just I mean I want to know who's going to argue for the historicity of the resurrection. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Doctor Skier. I think there. he will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us about this praise song crunching oh, yeah. criteria. Okay. Thing. So we have the. Um, 
if you have a boring personality, which <laughs> the title of this thing is uh, the criteria for determining for determining the usefulness of a praise. Song. Yeah, that's if that's you, the title I go by. If you are more energetic and lively, the <laughs> title is the praise song cruncher. And what this whole thing is like, uh, it's it, what do we call it? It's sandpaper gloves to get a hold of the greased pig. Which is the praise song. So praise songs are high in mystical content, like uh, like the tomatoes coming out of Japan are high in radiation. <laughs> and so we want to protect ourselves from this. So we have a we have a ban over here at Table Talk Radio, a ban on praise songs. What's that called where you don't import stuff? Uh, Anyways, we got one of those. Uh, but uh, but most churches do not. So we are trying to uh, hold forth the dangers of the praise songs because they're mystical and mysticism is bad. So we ask a question like, hey, is Jesus in there? Uh, and if Jesus isn't in there, then it's probably not about the gospel. And then we ask some things like, is it clear or unclear? Does it use sentences or phrases? Is it is it uh, objective or subjective? Is it about what's going on outside of me or inside of me? And then we ask if if there's law and gospel done right and then if there's any false doctrine. So those are the five questions. Yes, and uh, we have some praise songs to analyze today by request. So if you have a praise song you want, oh yeah, to we got to do the radio voice. We're taking your requests here. I'll table to spin in all your favorite <laughs> praise songs. Right. <laughs> That's my '70s DJ impression. If you, you have it? a grease pig in your house, you want us to get a hold of, just send it on over to Table Talk Radio. If you have a pastor you'd like us to upset. <laughs> <laughs> no one complains about this, though. I mean, do we get complaints about the praise song cruncher? We only get constant praise. If you want to call in and complain about this, you better do it because we're kind of unfettered. We're totally unafraid. Yes. I don't know if complaining would change that, but dude, we could try. <laughs> yeah, we saw how that worked out for the Calvinists. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Calvinus. Got nothing better to do. All right. So the first praise song we're going to crunch here on Table Talk Radio is a song from Hillsong. Uh, it's titled You Said, and this is sent in by request by Will from New Jersey. Here you go, Will. I love it already. <laughs> Oh, 
right. You said by Hillsong. I do not like this song. Why not? Well, I don't know. I like the, that it gets you know really loud and, and you. I mean, you remember how we talked about? We always talk say this like you had this the start out with the fast songs and then you go to the slow songs. This one does the opposite. Within the song, you start slow and so you're kind of mellow. Then in the chorus, you're like, <laughs> waking the lion. I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So you don't have to you don't have to do a set of songs. You just put the soft and and fast in one song. That's a good move. Well, that would be good if this would be the only song you have to listen in church, and then you can you know end of praise and worship time, and then you can get on to the rest of the service. Yeah, more efficiency. Yeah. See. Yeah. All We're right. All about efficient mysticism. <laughs> it kind of goes against the thing, you know. Mysticism is inherently inefficient because you're you're mostly waiting. Remember how that goes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When, do you want to read the rest of this song for us? Uh, when did you stop it? I was busy checking right after, my email. Yeah, you can do this uh, easier now that you have two monitors. You can just put the lyrics up on one and then fantastic. whatever else. That that so maybe crosses awesome. a line between uh, whatever you said in the first segment. Uh, what's good and luxurious or something like that. What did I say? Uh, crossing a line between what's good and, I remember, luxury or something like that. Oh, two screens. I know. It's so fancy. I mean, I'm like a church growth guy. One of the marks of a church growth pastor is he has two computer screens, except for I, I, I have this whole big list of the things that I want but don't have. And those are the marks of a church growth pastor until I get them, and then they go off of my list. So, for example, air conditioning in the church, that's a mark of a church growth pastor, and it will be until Hope gets air conditioning. And then it'll no longer and be. And it'll be off the list. <laughs> so if, you're, if your church has air conditioning, you're just a church growth church. Yeah, another thing that church growth pastors have is good radio shows. I still haven't marked that off the right. Yeah, you can keep that one off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's crunch this sucker. Okay. The first question is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no, and if yes, a name or concept. Hey, look at this. No Jesus. Um, You said ask and you will receive whatever you need. Well, so Jesus did say ask and you will receive. Uh, You said pray and I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your land. I do not. That must be one of the like Chronicles passages that focus on the family loves. I don't. That would be <laughs> not Jesus. You said your glory will fill the earth like the water, the seas. I don't know that text. I could you. Can you think of it? I don't know where it is. Hmm. Lift up your eyes. The harvest is here. Jesus did say that. The kingdom is near. Jesus said that. And John. Ask and I'll give the nations to you. Wait a minute. Where's that in the Bible? Isn't that at the uh, Temptations? <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's got to be something else. I mean, surely they're not saying, you said ask and I'll give the nations to you. That's the, so that it's quoting the devil. There's got to be a better kidding. reference for that. I was that. kidding. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Does this mean we're on a break now? We're on a break already. We haven't even started crunching. We better pick up the pace here if we're going to get to some... Higher efficiency, more see, efficiency. You're we're trying crunching to, like a mystic. You're trying to stall it so you don't have to get to Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hands, but I think <laughs> you want to get to these hymns. They're going to be good ones. All right, good. Okay, more praise on crunching on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Don't ask.
ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Did Jesus rise from the dead? Can we trust the New Testament documents? Is it possible it was all a hoax? Listen to a live two-hour debate between Dr. David Scare, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary, and Dr. Robert White, author of the book, The Case Against the Case for Christ. The debate takes place Sunday, May 15th, beginning at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, all on tabletalkradio.org. said, ask and I'll give the nations to you, O Lord, that's the cry of my heart. Distant shores and the islands will see your light as it rises on us. That's the praise songs that we're crunching here on Table Talk Radio. Welcome back. All right, so Jesus is not mentioned. synthesized flute in the background. Yeah, we, It's not nearly as effective with the Irish-sounding synthesized flute. I didn't even pay attention. I love the musicality of this stuff. <laughs> well, what about clarity? What do you think about clarity? No, no. I mean, that's particularly unclear, that verse that you said. Distant shores and the islands will see your light as it rises on us. I'll give the nations to you. I don't know. That's I looked. I'm looking for that. I'll give the nations. Give you the nations. I, uh, I, I, don't, I just don't know that verse. I don't think it's... And, and it, apparently it's not clear. Uh Someone will find where the verse is, and then they'll have to come. And the heritage, most beautiful of all the nations. I, I mean, then they're going to rag like, on us like the Calvinists do with Esther. On you? <laughs> oh, no, on me. On, well, both of us. I, I am the Lord. I've called you. Here's the closest I found. Isaiah 42. I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. That means uh, that is imputed righteousness, which is the doctrine of justification. There, I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. So, But that's the gift of Jesus for the nations. The nations will be your heritage, something like that. That's I don't know. Maybe that's somewhere around here. But anyways, that, by the way, is the um, buzzword, justification. Oh, missed it. Nice. Well done. Wow. Uh, so 10 is clear. One is obscure. Obscure. So put it at a, put it at a two and a half. Okay. What about mysticism? Ten objective, one subjective. This is a weird one because the whole hymn is about how we're asking for these things. I mean, so Hillsong is the prosperity gospel, right? That's what they are down there. Um, so it's all about down uh, there, uh, down under, right? Down under. Oh, we should be crunching this with Australian. Oh no, so I understand anything. <laughs> Hillsong is an Australian, this Australian church in Sydney where they have the prosperity gospel, this huge, big, massive church. And the teaching of the prosperity gospel is this: if you if you want it, if you faith accesses the treasures of God. So, hey, by the, popular uh, demand, uh, people want you to stop. <laughs> I was just getting warmed up. <laughs> I was just getting warmed up, mate. Now the so like do you remember how the Pope has the key 
uh, to the treasury of heaven and he unlocks it and gives it to you? I don't remember that. Well, that's what the Pope says. Well, in in the prosperity gospel, it's the same sort of thing, except for you have the key, and it's faith. Faith is this key that unlocks the treasures of heaven. Mm. Uh, It's a substance that brings about God's blessing, and that's what's going on here. So, look, Lord, we're praying. That's the theology behind the song. We pray, and then you give us whatever we need. So we're praying for the nations, etc., that they would belong to us, things like this. So, uh, myst- so, but it's kind of weird on the mystical scale because it's, I mean, it is mystical, but it's also slightly objective. It's kind of, I'd put it into five because it's kind of both. It's kind of both ends. It's like a three and a seven at the same time. Hmm. It averages out to five. Okay. What about Ish. law and gospel? No, no law or gospel. Nothing. I mean. So you can't tell or no? No. I mean, look, we want to have this as a prayer. Ask and you shall receive. I mean, as a promise, the promise of prayer. And that would be a fine thing to make. So the, the promise of prayer is that God hears our prayer and he answers our prayer because we're his children. And we're his children because Jesus died for us and gave us baptism and adoption. That's the point of prayer. But it, none of that sort of theology or anything like that is in here. That the Lord is kind to hear our prayers or whatever. I mean, look, the prosperity gospel guys take prayer and turn it into law because now it's not a gift from God, but rather you're you're able to come and demand something of God and he gives it to you. Uh, you, you, you somehow earn it or, or pry it out of his hands or whatever. It's bad. Prosperity gospel is bad, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> I think I, well, I'd use my uh, deductive reasoning, but I, I gathered that from what you were what you were just saying. Um, okay, so uh, I, I take it that also means that there is explicit false teaching in this. Well, I don't know if it's explicit. Okay, uh, fair enough. It's more implicit in the in because the theology behind this, the prosperity gospel that sits behind it. Lord, we are asking for the nations. Lord, we ask for the nations. Lord, we ask for the nations. Lord, we are asking for the nations. Uh, the, th- the thing that sits behind it is false. Okay. I think this one is crunched. I kind of liked it, though. You just told me you didn't like it. Make up your mind. Did I say I like the synthesized flute, the Irish-sounding synthesized flute? You did say if that. You, flute, I mean, not fruit. If you want to, by the way, be popular with uh, with people, then you have to pick Irish-sounding hymns. Like, uh, like, uh, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, or some of these other ones, some of these other Presbyterian hymns. Mm-hmm. No. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, take your word for it, because um... yeah, I'm an expert on being popular with the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to this other praise song. This is "The Father's Love" by Sovereign Grace, and this is submitted to us by Sim. Sovereign Grace, it's a Calvinist name. <laughs>
Hey, how about that? Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. Why is that? Because this song is pretty good. <laughs> we're seeing the, uh, the, the praise song crunching cash cow die because, uh, Praise songs are getting so good. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. But here's the second. Here's the second verse. Your, mus- your mercy floods our lives with kindness. Your grace has colored all we see, and you have promised not to leave. You freely give your spirit to us, so we can be sure we're sons of God, and rest in the hope of what's to come. And then the bridge. Though sufferings may fill our lives, we're confident we're heirs with Christ, and so we cry, Abba, Father. Yeah. This song is right. Yeah, how about that? So the problem now, I mean, this is really the problem, is that these words are good. They're, Jesus has mentioned, <laughs> they're clear, uh, they're, they're objective. It's about what God has done, not what we've done. Uh, there's, law and gospel is rightly divided. I mean, I don't know if I've seen it as well. Uh, how have the orphans been adopted who hated your love, ran from your grace, despised and rejected all your ways? I think the Sovereign Grace Band it might be Calvinist. How wonderful the Father's love for us that he would send his only Son to come and rescue us. He has saved us, called us blameless. This is right. That's law and gospel rightly divided. And there's no false doctrine. So this is uh, just the objective standard of the lyrics. This song is good. It passes. The problem now is the music. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about it? There? Because it's just so... Uh, the music, and this is, see, this is, this is maybe where the praise song cruncher comes under a bit of criticism because we're trying to get a handle on the objective stuff. The music that accompanies this song is just, and I, don't, I do not know how to make this objective, it's just not fitting for church. It's just, it's not. It, uh, the, with the pounding drums, you know, doom, mm-hmm. doom, 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 and all of this, it, 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 uh, it's just, it's, it's not, there, it lacks a certain sort of, the, the the music, not the words, but the music, uh, lacks the kind of dignity that we want to bring into the divine service. But that right. is so difficult. It is so difficult to say, uh, well, especially I mean, with words we, that are. Well, so because we've always because that is, I mean, you just said it, I don't know how to bring objectivity to this, and so we, in our criticism on this radio show of praise songs, we we've always attacked the words and what is being taught. Uh, and so that's, I mean, that's what we're we're doing here. Um, and we, we we've never really even addressed the whole issue of of how uh, style of of worship communicates actual theology, and and, and, it, and it certainly does. That's a whole other discussion we can have sometime. Um, it's a but, whole other discussion. But yeah. if you're in a church that does praise songs, um, I mean. It, because we actually we get we get emails from listeners all the time who are saying, "Hey, I'm at this this Lutheran church even, and the pastors doing praise song stuff, and I hate it." Um, well, maybe this would be a song to give to your the praise band guru, and so you at least start getting the gospel in the ears of all these praise and worshipers Sunday after Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if nothing else, I, I certainly wouldn't say, "Hey, this is a great praise song. Let's bring in a let's bring in a praise band into the liturgical service." Right. Um, but from the other direction, this this at least pulls the the praise band into the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I mean, these, you, I mean, these words are fantastic. I mean, I didn't write this kind of nice of a, uh, you know, this is, a, it's really, the words are really good. We just got to find a better tune for it. Now, see, we, uh, we had a few songs that have approved before. I think this marks like the third praise song that's passed the cruncher. Yep, that's right. And uh, before we found a hymn that would fit to the lyrics, uh, 
So we, we'll have to see if we can find a, a hymn stanza that would fit to these lyrics. I think we can do it? Yep. Uh, it'll be tough for this one. Okay. It's a song structure, but All we'll right. give it a shot. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Take a shower and shine your shoes. You got no time. You are young man, you must be living. Take a shower and shine your shoes. You got no time to lose. You are young man, you must be living. Go now, you are forgiven. Two theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. I'm selling you something. <laughs> I know you don't believe it, but it's true. I am. I, I'm trying to sell you or your congregation. If you're not a pastor, if you could give this information to your pastor, I'd really appreciate it. An electronic baptismal certificate. It's an electronic, customized uh, for your church certificate that prints out on an 11 by 17 page. It, it's an old-fashioned looking, but uh, a technologically up-to-date certificate with woodcut images, the four catechism baptismal verses, uh, and a place to input electronically uh, baptismal information, and it's available for $35 per congregation, and you can print as many as you want as, until the Lord Jesus returns. Uh, the way to see this certificate and get I- input to me for it or order it is to go to Wolfson Creative. Dot com. It's W-O-L-F-S-O-N-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E dot com. And you can click on the certificate there and, and see it. You can even print a sample to see if it, you can print it out. And order information is all there as well. So, again, it's WolfsonCreative.com. That's a customizable electronic baptismal certificates for your congregation. Uh, thanks for your time. And, see, I am trying to sell you something, and I hope you'll buy it. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We just got done crunching your favorite praise songs. Time to do some Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hymns. Um, you know, one thing that last song could have used is a little bit more talk about the resurrection. I think that would have just polished it off real quite nicely. Yeah, that was a cheeseball buzzword use. <laughs> I'm not. I'm on you. I, I knew. I had thought to myself, he's going to try to make up a buzzword since I nailed it. I'm going to give you... Like any? See, I got 500 points. I'll give you... Uh, because the buzzword is so good, I'm going to give you 200 points. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Keep keep those good buzzwords coming. Okay. The, how this game works, I, th- I think the, the game title speaks for itself, but... In case it doesn't, uh, for those, uh, what did you, the Rio Linda, what, what, what did you say? Uh, what was, what was our Rio Linda? Uh, our Rio Linda was, uh, Mankato. Mankato, that's right. <laughs> I, I, we had a listener email in and, and explain all that. Uh, apparently there's this city that Rush Limbaugh always kind of pokes fun at, uh, that, uh, when he has to explain things, he'll say it's for Rio Linda. So we'll say it's for Mankato. For, Man- for those of you in Mankato. <laughs> so don't forget the stanzas to your hymns is where we play a hymn. And then Pastor Wolfmother tries to uh, recall the stanzas from memory. Uh, and this is just our cheesy excuse of a game to talk about hymnody. So are you ready for your first entry? Oh, yeah. I'm, re- I'm born ready for this game. I mean, I never miss. <laughs> All right. I should say, by the way, and I thank you, uh, too, 
uh, to Dan from um, uh, Lutheran Timeout. Uh, .org. He has provided the music for today's edition of Don't Forget the Stanzas to Your Hymns. So, with that said, Pastor, here's your first, first entry. Inscribed upon the cross we see In shining letters God is love He bears our sins upon the tree He brings us mercy Oops, I have two, two stanzas, so there's your freebie. For sure, you're gonna get this one. Um, Sweetens every bitter what cup. Oh, what was the rhyme that that word that that reminded? Fainting spirit up. Oh, I was. <laughs> I must have messed up the rhyme scheme. <laughs> I thought, oh, That's a nice hymn, this, though. By the this way, this is a throwaway. He'll get this one for sure. Yeah, Our... I, don't, I don't know this hymn actually. But, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't. When I say I don't know it. Um, I I I haven't spent much time with it. So. Number four twenty nine. Marvelous! I need to I need to sing it. We need to sing it here more. Yeah, four twenty nine in the Lutheran service book. So uh, entitled "We Sing the Praise of Him Who Died." So there's a yeah. If you're if you're look if you're trying to fill out your your uh, bulletin for tonight's uh, Lenten service, you can throw that well, in for there. For this right morning's now. Lenten service. <laughs> yeah, in about. 20 minutes, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, we got to get you out of here so you can write your sermon still, right? Yeah, I know it. I know it. Or just <laughs> give me some, just uh, give me a few more stanzas in a row. Uh, just write a few notes here down. <laughs> All right, but this is this. I, I mean, I picked the stanza intentionally. Well, I meant to pick the stanza. I included the previous one. Uh, the cross it takes our guilt away. It holds the fainting spirit up. The the cheers with hope the gloomy day and sweetens every bitter cup. Um, so that so that the the suffering uh, on the cross that Christ suffered for us uh, not only takes the guilt away, but now our suffering that that we suffer in this life is a suffering with Christ, um, and so that that we're not um, uh, alone in our suffering, uh, but Christ has suffered for us, and and this this is all all the suffering in this life is a reminder um, that that we're. Uh, but but flesh and 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 will die, but Christ will will raise us again in the resurrection. That's you can't use a buzzword twice. <laughs> but the first one was so cheesy, and that one was actually like like real, you know, like it made a uh, little bit of sense. It's kind of like when you get like a D in class, but you retake the class. Um, and, There's and a you, redo. You get, you get a, a better grade. Redo? <laughs> I, guess I don't the resurrection care. Whatever. Hints at that. But no, no, that's right. Now, understand, please, though, when we talk about the cross, this is a kind of important thing that we, when we talk about the cross, we're talking about Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah. Good. Not just two pieces of wood. Right. Yeah. Okay. You ready for another one? Yep. Here you go. And by yep, I mean nope. Scarce we lift our weeping eyes. 
eyes. I was going to get eyes. What? <laughs> Bending from thy throne on high uh, to bring us eternity. <laughs> Hear our penitential cry. Oh, look, I just can't get it. I got to be more Lenten. <laughs> uh, okay, do you know this one then? Uh, no. Okay. I, th- these, I, I mean... Uh, no, no, but here, Savior, win in dust to thee, right? That, right, that's yeah, that's thing. it. Yeah, uh, no, that's another, I mean, this is another one that really captures the kind of repentant themes of Lent. Uh, so, I mean, dust is in ashes as, as, as we repent, uh, but repentance brings with it the joy of the Lord's cross. I mean, why do you have to ask if I know it when I just blew it? <laughs> are, you rubbing, are, you, are you rubbing my face in the so, ashes? So, on a scale from 1 to 10, how familiar are you with this one? <laughs> okay, obviously you don't know this it. This hymn. Oh, brother. But, I mean, there's a difference between you knowing it and biffing it or just yeah. unfamiliar <laughs> with it. So. Well, I have confidence. True. So, let's see. You're still at a mere 500. Uh, for o- only for getting your buzzword. In fact, do you get do you lose points on these if you? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> okay. No, Still have your 500 from your buzzword then, and I have more confidence in you in this last one. Are you ready for the last one? Yes. Okay, here it is. By yes, I mean no. Close. <laughs> you finally put a, put a Luther hymn in there. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> wait, wait, who did this? Is that in that Luther, or is that the? No. Uh, okay, then it's the other one. You do uh, lose points for one. that, though. Uh, Paul Gerhardt. Uh, huh? This is a Gerhardt hymn. Oh, Gerhardt. <laughs> a lamb Gerhardt. goes uncomplaining forth. Yes, that's um, right. Such a, a, a wonderful Lenten That stanza. is a beautiful Lenten hymn. It's long, though. It has these long stanzas. So it's like a six stanza hymn, and the stanzas are long. It's like a 24 stanza hymn, but people don't notice it because the stanzas are so long. Which is nice, right? You get away nice. with it? That's right. All I right. think in the new hymnals, they should combine stanzas. So then, like, the <laughs> 15 stanza hymns look like only seven, and people don't complain. Yeah, instead of just taking stanzas out. Right. Okay, you have 50 seconds to say whatever you want about this hymn or Lent or anything you want. 
well, this is the, the key preaching of the liturgy of the scriptures that Jesus is the Lamb of God, which means that all of our sins are piled onto him. That's what he's doing on the cross. He's taking your sin and he's saying, okay, uh, I'll suffer for it. I'll, be, I'll stand in your place. I'll get, I'll get the wrath of God that you deserve so that you get his love. That's, that's what Jesus is doing. So this is a marvelous, wonderful preaching that the Lamb of God goes uncomplaining forth. Jesus goes to our suffering without complaint, without uh, question, because he would, rather, he would rather have God's wrath and you than not. This is marvelous. And that's the preaching of the cross and the preaching of Lent, the preaching of the scripture, the preaching of the liturgy. Uh, that's the preaching of the gospel. Yeah, fantastic. That's exactly 50 seconds. Good job. Hey! <laughs> You're no getting pretty good at slouch. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Pastor. You've come out on top with 500 to my 200. Um, I liked it better when Dr. Verkincher was here. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> but alright, that's it. So thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Evan's quest for a co-host. Completely unfulfilling. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free, one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.